Um, my theory is a bit insane. It's a bit unlikely, but it's interesting and it's worth talking about. But if it does happen, I told you so. <laughs> Hello everybody, welcome back to episode two of the Motion Listen podcast. I'm Elliot and I'm joined by Zach. Hello. Yeah, hello everyone. Episode two, who'd have thought, El? We've got a second yeah, yeah. episode out already. Bloody madness. Bloody madness. Right, so what are we going to be talking about today, Zach? Well, um, we're going to be talking about uh, one division theories. Um, if for some reason you're listening to this much later on, uh, FYI, we are up to episode four at the minute. So these are theories based on what we've seen so far. So if you're watching this after episode nine, where we know everything, then there's no point in you listening to this. Also, it might be worth noting that there might be some spoilers in this if you haven't watched it, uh, the WandaVision series already. So just be warned before you start listening. Yeah. Okay. So I think probably best to start is what we know so far up to episode four. So... Yeah. We know that it's set after the events of Endgame. So, Three weeks. Yeah. So with episode four highlighting just after everybody gets brought back after the the blip, um, so we start to get a backstory for for Monica, which was the um, the character that we saw flung out of the the pocket universe, which Wanda was in in episode yeah. three. Um, and as I say, Wanda's in some sort of some sort of pocket universe. We don't know how she got there. And we know that Vision is there as well, which is a bit strange considering that he died in Avengers Endgame. So still needs a bit of explanation as we go through. Um, we also see some returns of some older characters from um, old series. So Agent Wu, which was Scott Lang's parole officer in Ant-Man and the Wasp. And um, Dr. Darcy Lewis, who's now a doctor after, um, who, sorry, who appeared in um, Thor and Thor The Dark World. So that's a bit of a backstory to to where we can start on our theories, isn't it? No, no, I realised what we did there. We um we basically just read out all the questions that um Agent Wu wrote down on the whiteboard in episode <laughs> yeah. four. Remember, I think, <laughs> I think that's... they anticipated what all the fans was gonna ask, and then like you said, yeah. he just wrote them down on the whiteboard, and everybody it was kind of like a hint to the community, like these are all the questions that you're asking. Thing, <laughs> thing with Marvel, they know the fans so well, they already know what questions what? are gonna be asking before like they've even yeah, yeah. the show. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I think that's enough enough backstory, really. We don't want to go too much into detail, as I said. I'm I'm sure the people watched... listening. Understand. have watched it and yeah, yeah. they're going to understand what we're going on about right so I think the first place to uh, to begin Zach is, is with your theory isn't it so um, do you want to explain what, what you yeah. think um, my theory is a bit insane it's a bit unlikely but it's interesting and it's worth talking about um, basically my theory is is that Ultron is back as the villain working with our, either Agnes or Mephisto or the Grim Reaper, any one of these villains, and he's using infiltrated Stark bath technology to project this fake Westview world that Wanda is living in. And the bath technology is the like realistic holographic technology we've seen in Spider-Man Far From Home and Civil War. Um, I, I think this because... Um, 
the whole thing just looks like a holographic bubble to me. The way the um the CGI of the bubble around Westview is like rendered and everything, it it, it looks very technological to me, which yeah. it which looks something quite similar to when we saw Spider-Man go inside the holographic projection in Far From Home. Yeah. And um I also think it that Ultron has an involvement um because um uh, the reason we've seen sitcoms um is because Ultron when he was first born in Age of Ultron he went through like human history straight away just like that all in order and um, from all the files on like in on the internet and everything and who's to say he saw the order of these television shows like sitcoms and that's why we're seeing them play out in different eras and orders yeah um the same way that he viewed them when Ultron was born and um and there is also a digitally removed Mephisto easter egg in Avengers which hints shield tried to make deals with the devil to learn more about the infinity stones so basically i think Ultron because he's a technology uh, like a technological being like he can survive without a physical form um well in the comics he can it hasn't really been confirmed in the mcu but i can i can't see why not like why they wouldn't do this um um so um i think ultron has made a deal with the devil aka mephisto after learning shield tried to um after learning from the the shield files that um they, the humans themselves tried to make a deal with the devil to learn more, more about the Infinity Stones and um, making this deal to manipulate Wanda's powers to get Mephisto into this reality from his realm, which is hell, and to get his revenge on Wanda and Vision. And it might be thinking, why would he need to get his revenge on Wanda and Vision? Well, uh, he's already killed um, Quicksilver, who basically wasn't allied to him for a bit and betrayed him by joining the Avengers. Um, Tony Stark is also now dead, so there's no revenge he can get on them. The only two would be Vision, the body that got away, which he wanted, and also Wanda, who was also a traitor to Ultron after serving as an ally for half of Age of Ultron. Um, um, And I think he's made this deal to get this revenge and to help Mephisto manifest himself into this realm because um, and because he wants to make the deal to get the body that he wanted in Age of Ultron, which was Vision's body. Yeah. And M- Mephisto is a character known to be able to create things like... He's, he's known to create life like this. Or if the Grim, the Grim Reaper... He is also known to be able to take mind and place it into a um, deceased living or, or living body. So both these characters are potentials that Ultron has made deals with to um, get himself into a body and back into the MCU and will see him come back as quite a big villain. And um, <clears throat> excuse me. And um, that. The reasons I have to back this theory is um, Agnes wears a pendant with three figures standing side by side. This is probably uh, possibly a visual representation of Ultron, Mephisto and Agnes or the Grim Reaper, however you want to see it. 
in the black and white episodes the color red sometimes glitches through this is a visual glitch of ultron's control as when ultron is present in a body the color red glows within that body and yeah. i think we're seeing this in a sort of digital way and um or it could just be that's wonders colors or powers but i like to think it isn't um the visual effects uh like i said they look like they're glitching but with magical mist maybe some influence from agnes on top of the technology and um and when uh physical objects change in scenes in the show um can be rewinded like like they're a video projection so that explains the rewinding like the bath technology is just a video projection so it could easily be rewinded or something and there are many Sokovia and Hydra nods plus Easter eggs seen throughout the episodes aired, um, key plot points from the Age of Ultron movie. And yeah. um, the Nightmare Realm is confirmed for Doctor Strange 2. This could be a potential home for Mephisto in the MCU, set, setting him up as the main villain for Doctor Strange 2, set to take place connected to reality-bending events in WandaVision, also starring Wanda as a side character in the Doctor Strange movie. So that's why I think Ultron might be back, because he's using infiltrated bath technology with magical influence from characters like Agnes or Mephisto to create this digital world to get his revenge on Wanda and Vision. Boom. Boom. <laughs> yeah, so as you say, that, that's quite a big theory. I, I, I'd like it to be true. Really would, because... But realistically, it just isn't, is it? No. (laughs) The thing is, we know that Ultron is still alive. Like, there was nods at the end of Age of Ultron that he's still alive, and we haven't seen him since. Like, I think we talked about this before. Like, we could have seen him in the um, Infinity War or in Endgame, but we didn't. So where is he? What is he up to? Has he been sort of repairing and preparing for something else we we don't really know and like you said he, i'd love it to be true but like you said the the more we get through the episodes the more it seems to become less and less true yeah i think shame. i've gone too far advanced into this theory it's almost too complicated to be true because you got to think marvel wants to address plot points to a large audience yeah no one else is going to get something like that in the storyline unless they're like me and you. They're familiar yeah, with the yeah. MCU and the characters yeah. and the comics and that kind of thing. But so I'd... it's insane. It's far-fetched. It probably won't happen. Well, it's not going to happen, but if it does happen, I told you so. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I think the stuff about Agnes and Mephisto is pretty much... A lot of that comes from the comics, so a lot of that is is pretty likely to happen. So I think we will. There's, I, I really see it going two different ways. So I either see it being this pocket universe that Wanda's created on her own, potentially with the help of Agnes. Um, yeah, is is a way of her dealing with the trauma. So the loss of her brother and the eventual loss of um, Vision in Endgame. So that's one potential, but then there is the other potential, like I said, but that's based on the comics with the idea that Mephisto um, is kind of having a, um, having an effect on Wanda and sort of controlling what she does. And 
getting her to eventually bear the two children, which he can essentially sort of take away. So yeah. the, those are my two different routes that it could go down. It, I'd like it to include Mephisto because then we've got a new villain in the MCU. Yeah, and Mephisto, like, he's a villain that should be more powerful than Thanos. Yeah. Um, He's a character who's able to cast illusions. He can change memories. He can alter time. He's immortal. Yeah. Like, all so these not, things. Not only do we have him without Infinity Stones, like... Yeah. So not only do we have him more powerful, but he's a, he's, he's a bit different. So he's, like you said, with the, with the idea that he's going to get potentially introduced into Doctor Strange if we have the Nightmare Realm, like there's, there's that potential that this is sort of an introduction to the character, which then we have in later films. And obviously we've, we've got to see some sort of step up from Thanos because we've had Thanos yeah. and this whole idea of Infinity Stones. So how are we going to see them one up that because of how because of how good infinity war and eventually endgame was as like two films how are we going to see them step it up a level so i think yeah i think this is a good introduction to the character of mephisto if they decide to bring him in to eventually sort of snowball effect kind of get him through a couple of other films and stuff and yeah it's great that we we, we're potentially seeing new people new villains enter the the um the MCU, especially so early on in Phase Four, and uh, what we're seeing in the show so far as well, it does it is pointing towards Mephisto. Yeah, like like I said, Mephisto's powers he can cast illusions, change memories, alter time. What have we been seeing in this show? We've been seeing different time periods. Yeah, people with no memory of who they are. Yeah. Um, we're uh, we're seeing time getting rewind as well so that's time being changed so yep. something behind the scenes is allowing these things to happen yep. and uh, it all correlates with the powers that mephisto has and he's known to have um and also there's little not in the little toaster advert in one of the black and white episodes there's yep. an engraving in the toaster and it looks like 666 and 666 is like the uh, sign of the, the common symbol, a sign of the devil, yeah, yeah, which essentially it, Mephisto is Marvel's devil, isn't it? Basically, um, yeah. But also as well, there's a lot of hints to the color red. So when Dotty cuts a hand on the glass, there's the color red on her hand. The helicopter's red, um, after previously being sort of blue, red, and yellow. Um, it, there's just a lot of different signs of red, which again, we associate the color red with a, a sort of hell or the devil. Or, yeah. So th- there is little nods, but like I said, I think it's either going to shoot down one of two paths. It's either going to be sort of wanders in control and she's being influenced by um, uh, Agnes, or we're going to get her Agnes and Mephisto all sort of involved in the plot line. Yeah, and that can correlate with the three people we see in Agnes's pendant, which she's worn in every single one of her appearances so far. Yeah. Which is Wanda, her, and Mephisto. But the MCU could decide that Mephisto could be a bit too obvious to introduce in this story because it's it it it'll be literally exactly the same to the to the comics. Yeah. So they could potentially bring the villain the grim reaper in to this story as the villain i say this because you can see 
the character's helmet in the um, the animated intro for one of the black and white episodes. Okay. And um, <clears throat> which is obviously a nod to him, whether it's leading up to him or it's just a nod, we don't know yet. Yeah. But um, in the comics, Vision meets with the Grim Reaper and offers him a proposition. And, um, and that was basically if Vision aided him to get in revenge on the Avengers, he would transfer Vision's mind into the body of um of the deceased and preserved Wonder Man. Wonder Man is uh, another Marvel superhero character who yeah. is also the brother to the Grim Reaper. Within this storyline, he dies somehow. Um, yeah. and um, and this this kind of makes sense as well because we've seen concept art of Wonder Man in the backgrounds of behind the scenes footage of Wonder Vision. Yeah, and um. And uh, and from this, we learn that the Grim Reaper's powers, like he is able to take the mind of someone and put it into a deceased body. Yeah. Um, this they could <laughs> replicate this story, but change the shoes. They could have Wanda in Vision shoes, asking the Grim Reaper for this deal in for some kind of like aid of Grim of the Grim Reaper for something villainous that he has. Yeah. With darker intent, let's say. We also have the idea that that um, in the comics as well, there's that Wanda can actually bring people back and put them back into bodies. Um, so there's always a potential that it could just be Wanda. Um, again, that 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 backs up more the fact that it's just her on her own and that we don't have any villains or any other characters. But it, it's it's a curious thing to. See to ask like are we are we gonna see a villain are we not is it going to be Mephisto if it is or is it going to be the Grim Reaper is it going to be someone completely different that we're just missing or or we're literally already watching the villain and the villain is literally just Wanda and all of this is Wanda's work exactly yeah yeah um I have a theory on that and um and that's everyone we see in Westview in this fake world yeah. They're actually all dead yeah. and and all their bodies are being reanimated by Wanda. Okay, and yeah. and uh, I think this, because I think that's what Herb was going to say. You no, know, when he was cutting down the bush and he was, was kind of saying... like glitched himself and started going through the wall. Yeah, yeah. And he, and he was saying um, about Monica when she was in the house with Wanda, she was saying that she came here because we're all, and then Agnes stopped him from finishing that sentence. I yeah. think he was going to say she came oh. here because we're all dead. Yeah. And um, all their bodies are being reanimated with magic and et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. And, um, and this also makes sense as well to why we saw Vision as dead Vision for a split second. Yeah, uh, maybe because Wanda lost focus and forgot to have him reanimated in that moment because of the encounter she had with Monica. Yeah, and um, and also um, it's slightly confirmed as well by Paul Bettany himself, who plays Vision. Yeah, because in a press interview whilst promoting the show, um, he did he he basically says there was originally going to be a post credit scene for Avengers Endgame. Yeah. Um, I don't know whether they moved it for Black Widow, but obviously Black Widow never came out before this. Yeah. So we've we've never really seen this post credit scene. But the basis of this post credit scene, we 
is basically it shows vision in a body bag or a morgue, um, something like that. Yeah. And um, and we see his body get taken away by a mysterious figure. The mysterious figure could either be Wanda, Wanda taking the body, reanimating it, then creating this Westview world. Yeah. And living this happy life. And the reason why we're seeing it as sitcoms as well is because those are the kind of shows Wanda grew up watching and it's it's in her mentor, the idea of a perfect life, how these yeah, sitcoms yeah. portrayed it to her. Yeah. Um, oh, there is there is one about um, obviously people. A lot of people are trying to say that it's it's sort of one they're trying to deal with her trauma, and um, if we do see either Mephisto or or Agnes, um, she's under like the control of them, essentially. Yeah. Um, but what what we see again, going back to the whole idea of Vision, or even um, when Vision sort of picks it up and says something's not right here. What's happening is that's Wanda's subconscious telling her that there's something wrong. Yeah. And uh, Mephisto sort of clocks on, changes it, rewinds it. And then, or is that, again, it, if we're going down the line of that Wanda's the villain here, is it Wanda's subconscious clicking in and then Wanda going, no, I want to live my perfect life. And then just change it have back. No idea really who's in control. Another yeah. thing that backs it up being mainly Wanda who's in control of all this yeah. is um where they mentioned that the whole field is producing CMBR energy, cosmic microwave background radiation. Yeah. And um and they say in the show that this is the same energy that dates back to the Big Bang. We were explained to in Infinity War by Wong when the Big Bang happened, it created the six Infinity Stones. Yeah. And they've been with us since. And Wanda's powers were activated by an Infinity Stone, so yeah. it would make sense that it would produce the same radiation uh, her powers would as an Infinity Stone would. Yeah. Um, we also get another point um, where the um, the guy in the B suit comes out with the um, sword logo on his back, and we also yeah. get that idea that she goes no, and she everything after this she says no kind of rewinds back to a point where they're sat back inside or they're doing something else inside. So there is a lot of hints that she's in control, but then, then is she under the influence of somebody else, such as Mephisto? We, we don't really know. Hence, yeah. why, hence why we're kind of just brainstorming theories at the moment. But I think a lot's going to get explained in the next episode or two. Yeah. Cause if, if Wanda is the one who is fully in control of all this, it, um, it makes me wonder what Agnes's role is. Because yeah. when we see them identifying everyone they're seeing in Westview and they're, and they're getting all their licenses up and everything, Agnes doesn't have one. And yeah. everyone's identif identified by their full original name, not their fake names that they've been given in Westview. Agnes yeah. is just Agnes. So Agnes is unidentifiable. So she must play some kind of important role. And like I said, she, she, she's obviously uh, a rep like some kind of live action version of Agatha Harkness from the comics. Yeah. We also but... see um, there is no, um, there's not a single um, page for Dottie, which is the woman we see in the second at the swimming pool party, the sort of the, the one that Agnes says can sort of controls everything around the town. Um, yeah. So there's potential, there's two potentials that I thought for this. She could either be Mephisto, which is a bit far-fetched, 
or mm. um, she's the missing person that we see the agent um, we was looking for in the start of the episode. That's a good idea, actually, because that is a, a whole side plot in itself, because that's originally why um, Agent Wu was there looking for the uh, uh, the missing person, the missing person case, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. So That's interesting, actually. But um, I, I personally don't think she has a major role if she did if she does it's very unexpected yeah but um i don't i don't think she would as i say it's a far-fetched idea but i just thought with with the with sort of the hints that she's she's the one in control around here and even that comes out of agnes's mouth it's kind of yeah. like maybe hinting towards it but more so like i said i, I think potentially she's the missing missing person's case yeah um, we're uh... We're apparent there's rumors about this whole show leading to absolute multiverse madness. Um, we could even see Doctor Strange make an appearance at the end of this show. But there's also Evan Peterson's character. He, he is casted in this show. It's official that he's in this, but we don't know who. But he's the same actor who played Quicksilver in the Fox X Men movies. Okay. And he's now casted in this. It'll be it'll be very odd if they've made his Quicksilver come into this world, which I don't think has happened. But if they have, then it's a step into that multiverse thing. Multiverse, yes, yeah, 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 yeah. So it is it is a curious curious thing, yeah. But I think that's kind of the road we're going down. Is is just multiverse in general, isn't it? Right. So um. Now I've gone through a lot of the the, the villain and the storyline um, sort of theories that we've got. Maybe it's best finishing on the the Monica um, side story or or the potential of a backstory for her here. Yeah, I think this show is um, not just a One Division show. I think it's a Monica Rambo origin story show. Um, I think we're um, witnessing her backstory and set up to becoming the superhero photon um i think this because um her her mother's story parallels a lot to peggy carter's story um both having influence on organizations like shield and sword yeah and um both their deaths happened off screen which influenced the superhero story and so like Peggy to Cap and uh, Maria to Monica. Yeah. But um, the reason I think we're witnessing her origin stories and her becoming a superhero is um, there's no, um, when we first see her, there's no signs that she has any kind of superpowers or anything. But as soon as Wanda shoots her off outside of this grid, I'm thinking while she took some of this energy with her outside of this grid of Westview, and this has spawned the powers within her because in the trailers for the next episodes, we see him scanning Monica's body and everything. I wonder if yeah. they're going to scan it and find that she's carrying this energy and this going to give her those energy powers that she has in the comics. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah. Um, we also see a hint at it when um, she first goes back to Sword and her mom's photos on the wall as the, the, the sort of. Yeah the creator of sword and that her call sign when she was obviously a, a fighter pilot was actually photon. Yeah. Um, 
I think the MCU is going to go with the photon route, calling her photon. In the comics, she's had three titles, um, one of them being photon and another one being Captain Marvel, that title being passed down to her from Carol Danvers. And the other one, I think, is called Saber or something like that. I've probably got that wrong. But um, in the MCU, I think they're going to go with the photon route and her being the superhero photon because... Captain Marvel still exists in this universe, so it would be weird to have two Captain Marvels. And, and she's, it um, would make sense. She's quite yeah. fresh, isn't she? Still, she's quite a fresh hero, so maybe they don't want to kind of pass yeah. the mantle on for now. So yeah, I agree exactly. with that, yeah. They, uh, but uh, they could pass that mantle on in a future film, maybe. Yeah, but yeah, we'll, we'll wait and see. Yeah. But um, calling her going down the photon route makes much sense because... Um, because it works in line with with her mom's storyline, yeah, being yeah. photon and that as well. So, uh, I think we are witnessing the origin story of another MCU superhero within this show. I agree, and and I think again with this, with the next couple of episodes that we see, I reckon a lot more explanation is going to be going into that, and we'll see whether it is actually going to be um, a backstory or not. Yeah. So. Um, is there any other theories that I think I think I think we've covered the majority of them there, haven't we? I think we've gone over too much, <laughs> but that's okay. Yeah, that's fine. Um, Lots of hopefully ideas. people are still listening and we haven't yeah. bored them too much. Apologies, but, um, for, apologies but... from blabbing on. Yeah. Um, yeah thank you very much for listening make sure yeah, you, you like us on all the social media pages and you're yeah. following us on everything so you keep up to date with everything else we release if you haven't tuned into episode one give it a listen it's quite long again apologies in advance but um we should be releasing content weekly so i hope you've enjoyed thank you very much